Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the feast day of St. Teresa of Jesus. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And with your spirit. To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. I confess to Almighty God and and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do, through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore I ask, Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. O God, who through your Spirit raised up St. Teresa of Jesus to show the Church the way to seek perfection. Grant that we may always be nourished by the food of her heavenly teaching and fired with longing for true holiness. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. From Paul. Appointed by God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, to the saints who are faithful to Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all the spiritual blessings of heaven in Christ. Before the word was made, he chose us, chose us in Christ, to be holy and spotless, and to live through love in his presence, determining that we should become his adopted sons through Jesus Christ for his own kind purposes, to make us praise the glory of his grace, his free gift to us in the beloved, in whom, through his blood, we gain our freedom, the forgiveness of our sins. Such is the richness of the grace which he has showered on us, in all wisdom and insight. He has let us know the mystery of his purpose, the hidden plan he so kindly made in Christ from the beginning, to act upon when the times had run their course to the end, that he would bring everything together under Christ as head, everything in the heavens and everything on earth. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord has made known his salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation. Sing a new song to the Lord, for he has worked wonders. His right hand and his holy arm have brought salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation. The Lord has made known his salvation, has shown his justice to the nations. He has remembered his truth and love for the house of Israel. The Lord has made known his salvation. 
All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout to the Lord, all the earth. Ring out your joy. The Lord has made known his salvation. Sing psalms to the Lord with the harp, with the sound of music. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, acclaim the King, the Lord. The Lord has made known his salvation. Alleluia, alleluia. I am the way, the truth, and the life, says the Lord. No one comes to the Father except through me. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, Alas for you who build the tombs of the prophets, the men your ancestors killed. In this way, you both witness what your ancestors did and approve it. They did the killing. You do the building. And that is why the wisdom of God said, I will send them prophets and apostles, some they will slaughter and persecute, so that this generation will have to answer for every prophet's blood that has been shed since the foundation of the world, from the blood of Abel to the blood of Zechariah, who was murdered between the altar and the sanctuary. Yes, I tell you, this generation will have to answer for it all. Alas for you lawyers, who have taken away the key of knowledge. You have not gone in yourselves, and have prevented others going in who wanted to. When he left the house, the scribes and the Pharisees began a furious attack on him, and tried to force answers from him on innumerable questions, setting traps to catch him out in something he might say. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Okay, so we come to the last day now of these uh, alasses, these woes that Jesus addresses to the Pharisees. Um, And probably just as well, because it's pretty uncomfortable hearing Jesus launch these stinging critiques against the Pharisees because, I mean, let's face it, these aren't just references to historical Pharisees years and years ago. Um, It's a bit of a critique that's against that kind of Phariseeism which can be present in each one of us. So the Lord says this then, Alas, for you who build the tombs of the prophets, the men your ancestors killed, In this way you both witness what your ancestors did and approve it. They did the killing, you did the building. Surely the Pharisees would have been horrified at those words. The Pharisees were the ones who read the writings of the prophets and understood them to be the word of God. You know, interestingly, the controversy between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, one of them was about the status of the prophets and the other writings of the scriptures. You see, the Sadducees, they only recognised the Torah, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. But the Pharisees were more expansive. They recognised the historical books, the books of wisdom and also the prophets. So, you know, the Pharisees, they would count themselves as the ones who looked towards the prophets as the expression of the word of God. And yet, Jesus says that you guys are counted among the ones who murdered the prophets. They were killed by people who wanted to silence the word of God in their midst. 
And so Jesus says, well, others did the killing, but you built their tombs. And in that way, you thoroughly approve of the killing. You thoroughly approve of the silencing of the prophetic word of God. Now, surely this must have been a huge shock for these Pharisees. Because, okay, first off, let's remember where Jesus is. He's actually been invited to dine at the house of a Pharisee. And that's where he is right now. You know, He's sitting around the dinner table just laying into them. And laying into them over the very thing that they took pride in. We are the ones who acknowledge the prophets. And Jesus at this point is like, no, you don't. No, you don't. You're among the ones who actually wanted to bring the word of God to nothing, to silence. And he exposes the murderous intention that's in their hearts. There are those who killed the prophets in order to stop the word of God. And you have got exactly that in your own heart. I mean, listen to how Luke finishes the gospel today. When he left the house, the scribes and Pharisees began a furious attack on him and tried to force answers from him on innumerable questions, setting traps to catch him out in something he might say. Now, does that sound like a group of people who are wanting to hear the word of God that is being proclaimed by Jesus? No, not at all. In fact, they're the ones who are seeking to stifle the word of God. Jesus then goes on to mention the prophets who've been murdered from Abel all the way through to Zechariah. Now, Zechariah, he's mentioned in the second book of Chronicles. This is what happened. The Spirit of God took possession of Zechariah, son of Jehoiada the priest. He stood before the people and said, God says this, Why do you transgress the commandments of the Lord to no good purpose? You have deserted the Lord. Now he deserts you. They then plotted against him and by order of the king stoned him in the court of the temple of the Lord. Well, fancy that. Being stoned in the temple for having proclaimed the word of God. I mean, the temple was the dwelling place of God. The temple was the place where you would go in order to worship God to the very place where you would encounter God and actually hear his voice. And yet, that is the place where the voice of God was silenced. It was addressed to the people in Zechariah, and it was rejected. Rejected by the very people who had come to the temple in order to hear the voice of God. So here's where we come upon the extraordinary contradiction. That the Pharisees were the ones who set themselves to live according to the word of God, but at the same time are also the very ones who silence it. Why? Because it asks them to repent. It asks them to change. It asks them to be in the position of a hearer and not the position of a judge. The Pharisees have not recognised the coming of the Messiah. They haven't seen that Jesus is the word of God in their midst, the word of God incarnate. And just as the authorities murdered the prophets, so too do the Pharisees have this murderous intent in bringing to silence the very word of God that they claimed to follow. That's where I think we got to squirm a little bit. That's where I think we need to get a little bit uncomfortable in our skin. The very ones 
who appeared to have the semblance of faithfulness are exposed as the ones who stand in judgment of Jesus and reject the word of God. Now, we claim to be disciples, right? I mean, presumably you're listening to this podcast because you want to hear the word of God. And yet, here comes this stinging critique from Jesus that even those who claim to follow the word of God, to want to hear it and to adapt their lives to it, can be secretly the very ones who silence it. And so I suppose the question then falls to us. Do we really adopt the position of a disciple? Do we really listen to the voice of Christ? Even the bits that we find uncomfortable. Do we really allow our lives to be shaped day to day by the gospel? Or are we like the lawyers, the ones who have received the key of knowledge, but have not gone in ourselves, and then also prevented others from going in who wanted to? These Pharisees and lawyers are obviously very dangerous men. Dangerous because of the murderous intent that they have towards Jesus, but dangerous to themselves because of their self-deception. Dangerous because they are locked in the certainty that they have in following the word of God and yet at the same time plotting to silence it. Gee, let's make sure we don't fall into that trap of self-deception, of imagining that we are following when in actual fact we are silencing. At the Saviour's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy, we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power and the glory are yours, now and forever. Let us welcome Christ into our hearts with an act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot, at this moment, receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. May Almighty God bless you the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace. Thanks be to God. And we finish by praying Pope Francis's prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need.
we are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial. Help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas, we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.